Hello and welcome to the weekly Bundaberg Now podcast. I'm Dana McGackers from Bundaberg Regional Council and today we have another interesting program filled with news and information from across the Bundaberg region. Soon we'll hear about the Arts Summer School, an economic update for our region and a parks recap for the year. But first, here is Michael Gorry with the news headlines. Thank you, Dana. Making news this week, Council has approved the Burnett Heads Gateway Marina development. The project includes a residential precinct with low-rise apartments, waterfront villas and a hotel resort. Dredging is underway to deliver a state-of-the-art marina with more than 300 berths. Bundaberg growers have teamed up with schools to get local kids eating more fresh fruit and veggies. Pick of the Crop was launched last week at Kelke State School. Here's Bree Grimmer from Bundaberg Fruit and Vegetable Growers. This program is really about empowering the schools, the students, the caregivers uh, into making healthier food choices. And what better place to do that um, in Bundaberg, which is the food bowl of Australia. We can provide the entire meal from start to finish. And by creating that connectivity um, between the schools and the students and the farmers, so they can understand where their food comes from, how it's grown, and most importantly, the people behind it, then that creates a real appreciation for um, the food that ends up in the, uh, in the lunch boxes and on their, um, on their plates. Bundaberg Regional Council has adopted an active transport strategy to enable a healthy, safe and inclusive community. It's a roadmap to develop, plan, build and maintain a well-connected, convenient network that meets the needs of all residents. Active transport includes footpaths, trails, cycleways and access for people with disabilities. Bundaberg State High School is undergoing an $8.6 million redevelopment. Let's hear from Principal Karen McCord and Mayor Jack Dempsey. It was funded through state government grants, so the, the $11.5 million that schools received across the state um, four years ago, this is the very last part of the project. Well, this $8.6 million investment is a great coup for the Bundaberg region. It means that uh, our students will have greater opportunities and great opportunities not just in work but also ensuring that uh, they have the facilities that meet the modern standards of educational needs. Ashfield Country Practice Doctor Associate Professor Brad Murphy has won a top award from the Royal Australian College of General Practitioners. Dr Murphy was recognised for creating a National Faculty of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Health. Congratulations. Finally, the Australian Navy came to the port of Bundaberg on Monday as part of Operation Resolute. Finally, the Royal Australian Navy came to the port of Bundaberg on Monday as part of Operation Resolute. ADV Cape Inscription contributes to fisheries protection, border control and drug law enforcement. Council is seeking to establish a formal ceremonial relationship with the vessel. Here's Lieutenant Commander Richard Curry, Mayor Jack Dempsey and Divisional Councillor Tanya McLaughlin. Then, back to you, Dana. Good morning. Uh, firstly, thank you very much for having us in your fine city. Uh, today we are here uh, for a log visit as part of Operation Resolute and uh, ADV Cape Inscription is conducting a maritime patrol of the Great Barrier Reef uh, in support of the Great Barrier Reef Marine Parks Authority. She's a, a Cape class patrol vessel, uh, one of two that the RAN leased uh, for operations in Northern Australia. She's uh, 57.1 metres long. Now I've got uh, 28 people on board today. It's been great to welcome Cape Inscription here to the Bundaberg port 
and also to be able to assist them with future endeavours to be able to have this as a, a possible site for more visits into the future. It's great to see the ADV Cape Inscription vessel here today. It'd be really great to have a good relationship between Bundaberg Regional Council and the Navy to come to our Anzac Day services. We have a really beautiful service here in the afternoon at Burnett Heads and it'd be really great to have them on board during our Anzac Day services. The Navy's had a very proud association with Bundaberg for the last 78 years, starting with the naming of HMAS Bundaberg in 1942. ADF Cape Inscription hopes to continue this proud tradition over the coming years and increase the relations between our ship and your fine city. The Navy is very strategic for the future uh, endeavour and uh, enrichment of the Bundaberg port area. To have Cape Inscription here, as well as our protecting our waters from everything from border protection to customs to just looking after our environment is a great credit to Lieutenant Commander Curry and his team. Thanks, Michael. Now, let's chat arts. The Bundaberg Regional Council has some great ideas to keep your creative kids busy these school holidays with performing and visual arts workshops with some of Queensland's leading creatives. G'day, I'm Rod Ainsworth, the Manager of Arts and Cultural Services, and we're here today to have a chat about our Arts Summer School. So through the Moncrief Entertainment Centre and the galleries, we've collaborated through the Regional Arts Development Fund to support an Arts Summer School right throughout January. So this is a great time for the kids of Bundaberg to get themselves involved in some great arts activities. It's performing arts activities like circus and puppetry and stand-up comedy. And we've also got some visual arts experiences, which are creating some new street art activities around the community, all of which um, have a price. It works out to be about $25 a day, so fantastic value. You'd pay four times that in the city to be involved in this type of school holiday activity. Uh, for some of the activities, uh, it's required that people are there for the whole time because what they're doing right through the week is creating a performance and then making the performance happen at the end. So, for example, the circus and the puppetry, those workshops run for an entire week because it requires everybody to be involved and everybody to be involved in the performance at the end. Uh, the stand-up comedy is just one day and then the uh, the street art activities happen over a week as well. So it's really great to get a cohort of people together, like-minded young people together, making some really cool stuff for the Bundaberg region. So we're really looking forward to it. It's from January the 4th right through the to the 23rd with lots of different activities and we're really looking forward to uh, filling all of those uh, very small number of, of, of available seats uh, with some great young people who are really keen on the arts in this region. So the kind of artists we're working with, we're working with some of the country's best artists. So Cluster Arts is uh, a Brisbane-based agency of circus artists. Now, the circus artists who are coming up here are usually touring through Europe at this time of year every year. Um, but because of COVID, um, they're, they're not. They're coming to Bundaberg to teach our young people uh, over a week and to put on a great, great circus performance. Um, we've got Dead Puppet Society, which is, a, again, a Brisbane-based company, but they're touring all over the world doing some great things most of the time. Um, this January, they're coming to Bundaberg to be uh, running some puppetry workshops. So young people will make puppets, they'll make a show, they'll, they'll present the show at the end of the week. Uh, we've got Anthony Lamond, who's a stand-up comedian. 
uh, working around the traps and he's on the road. He'll come there. He's a, got a one day, uh, com- stand up comedy, uh, workshop. So the workshop happens during the day and then all of those participants are able to perform that night, uh, at a little comedy gig, which will be fantastic. Simon de Groot, uh, again, a Queensland based artist, one of Australia's most exciting artists who does some really cool abstract, uh, street art and, um, visual art. He's coming up. Uh, to work on a mural which is down the laneway uh, next to the Moncrief, the uh, the access laneway on Bourbong Street. Uh, so young people will be able to see the results of their work for some time to come. And then we're working with a local group, Team Snips, who do some paste-ups and they do uh, stencil work. And so they'll work with young people for a week on creating cre- creating some new work down at Bagara. So there's some public art, street art, circus there's puppetry, there's stand-up comedy, anything that you could possibly be interested in, uh, Council's got uh, happening this January, from January the 4th to January the 23rd. And as I said, it works out to be about $25 a day uh, on average, which is fantastic value. And of course, if you just go to artsbundaberg.com.au, you'll find more information, or you could give the Moncrief box office a phone call on 4130-4100. Thanks, Rod. These workshops sound like they could be a great gift idea for Christmas if you know a creative young person. These workshops are suitable for children aged eight years and over, and tickets are very limited, so get in quick to grab some great holiday fun. Now, I'm joined by Ben Artup, Executive Director of Strategic Projects and Economic Development, to chat about the economic performance of our region during the past year. Thanks for joining me today, Ben. So, to start off... Currently, due to COVID-19, the nation is in a recession. Can you explain a bit about what that means? Thanks, Dana. Yeah, as most people would have heard, Australia is in a technical recession. And what a a recession is, it is, by definition, three consecutive quarters of the economy getting smaller and not growing. So three consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth. Australia hasn't been in a recession since 1991. Uh, Most people might remember the GFC, where we uh, closely avoided going into recession, where we had only two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth. And then the government of the day handed out money to everybody and uh, they started spending that in shops and that helped the um, held the economy up. So now the nation's in this recession. It's the first time in almost 30 years that Australia's technically been in this position. So what does that mean for our region? Well, the national picture is often quite different to the, to the local or regional picture. In our economy across Bundaberg and the Wide Bay, we're faring a lot better than the national economy according to the statistics. Uh, so, for example, over the last 12 months, which is the bulk of the, the COVID-19 period, the Australian economy has shrunken by about 45 to 4.7%, whereas the Bundaberg economy over the same period has only shrunk by about 1.2%. So our economy has done a lot better than the rest of Australia by comparison. And can you explain why we have done better than elsewhere? Well, if you look at uh, how our economy has grown over the last 12 months, we've actually grown jobs during the COVID-19 period in health, as you'd expect us. There was a greater demand on health services. We've grown jobs in education as people went and did short courses. Uh, But we've also, we have lost jobs in that period in areas like uh, tourism, retail 
and construction, which dropped off initially. Uh, but obviously the big uh, part of our economy is agriculture uh, in that period. And uh, agriculture during the last 12 months, the output or the size of our agricultural economy stayed about the same. So when you net that out with uh, growth in health and education and job losses and uh, a shrinking economy in uh, tourism and construction in those areas, the effect has been quite small overall, that 1.2% shrinkage as opposed to the 4.7% shrinkage which the, the national economy has suffered. You mentioned job losses there, and we've heard a lot about that due to COVID-19. But what does that actually mean for our region? Well, uh, in April, if you look at the ABS data, uh, the Wide Bay lost about 13,000 jobs overnight. As the economy went to lockdown, a lot of people lost jobs, um, and that represented about an 11% job loss in one single month. The next month, it obviously bounced back, uh, but uh, our unemployment rate for the Wide Bay peaked at about 17% in July. Uh, In Bundaberg, uh, if you remember, we lost 11% of jobs overnight or um, across the Wide Bay. Bundaberg jobs loss was about 4.2%. So we lost jobs at about half the rate of the broader Wide Bay economy during that period, which is which is a really good sign for our region, meaning that we didn't suffer the effects uh, of job losses like other places because of that, that diversity of our industries that I spoke about. And Ben, just to finish today, it all sounds fairly positive for Bundaberg. Can you explain what the outlook is for the next 12 months for the Bundaberg region and how we will recover? Yeah, so I think over the next 12 months, given that resilience and that diversity of industry that we've got here and how we've fared through the last 12 months, we're better positioned than most to recover. So our agricultural output will pick up. We're already seeing construction take off with a lot of the building grants having a big impact here. We've seen tourism return pretty quickly. It's hard hard to get a room in many cases, as Queenslanders realise having a holiday in Bundaberg is a great idea. Uh, But we've also seen the federal government do a great job with handing out money. You know, we saw the JobKeeper and the JobMaker programs get money into economy uh, quickly and we've also seen a lot of those big funding programs the capital infrastructure programs by the government announced which council will, will go for to make sure next year we're building things that get the economy growing as well thanks so much for joining me today ben thanks dana to finish up today here's ro and brett from the parks team to tell us about all of the projects that have been achieved this year Hey everyone, it's been a really busy year for the Parks team and we're talking with Brett Cronk to find out about some of the projects that have just been finished recently and also to find out what's in store for the Bundaberg region for 2021. Brett, how are you going? Yeah, good. How are you, everyone? I'm really good, thanks. Now, you've got some projects that we've just recently finished and I know one of them has been at Kookaburra Park over in North Bundaberg. Yeah, so the the playground upgrade we did in Kookaburra Park was a a unique upgrade for us. Um, We were able to use the the slope of the park um, to create a tiered playground with some activities for the kids to get from the top tier to the bottom tier, um, which is unique for Bundaberg as it's so flat here, we Mm. don't really get the opportunity to do that too much. So it was exciting and seems to be well received by the community. And I know that you've also got some shade sale coming for that park. Yeah, so we'll have some shade sales put up there early in the new year, um, which will really complement and, and improve the usability of that park. Um, and so we're excited to get that up. That's great to hear. Now, another park that I know we've been receiving some great feedback already which only just opened, is Palm Park. Whereabouts is that one? Yeah, so Palm Park's over in Walkabout, um, just off uh, Lloyd and Pitt Street. Um, so yeah, we, we did a playground upgrade there and we were able to incorporate some nature play elements in that playground. Uh, we also were able to install a new basketball court and hoop and some shade and seating for, for parents and we'll look at putting a shade sale over that playground um, as part of our program for next year. That's terrific. And what about a little bit further afield? 
Um, yeah, so also during the, the past six months, we've been able to install some shade at, at six different local parks in and around the region, um, from parks in town and also parks um, along the coastline, um, which has been a, a, great, a great benefit, especially leading into summer and, and school holidays. And I know next year is gearing up to be a really busy year for you. So I'd love to hear, what does your team have in store for families? Yeah, so we've got some really exciting projects in 2020, kicking off in 2021. Um, one of our big ones is a car park and toilet upgrade for the Jinjin Recreation Reserve. Uh, these two upgrades will really finish off um, that area and be a real asset for the Jinjin community. Because I know back in 2015 and 2016, that's when a lot of the upgrades happened to the playground. Yeah, so during there. that time, we yeah we installed the big playground and, and the shelters that have been there. Um, so yeah, it's it's been a I guess feedback from the community have wanted some improved facilities and amenities there. So a car park and, and toilet block will really, really be well used out there. And I understand there's going to be a new pedestrian pathway that people will be able to access to take them from the car park through to the toilet area and also to the skate area and also up to the barbecue shelters. Yeah, so that, that whole area now will be much better connected, um, especially from form pathways and there won't, won't be the dirt or, or grass network pathways that are there at the moment. Um, and the access to building in and out of that area will definitely be improved. And how about Alexandra Park? What's happening over there? Yeah, so Alexandra Park, um, we've, we've got a new talk block um, going in early next year. The talk block that's there at the moment, um, although it's an iconic feature of the park, um, is, is in need of an upgrade. Um, and the upgrade that we're doing there will improve access and usability um, for not only Alexandra Park, but also for the zoo next door. Um, and we've also got a shade tower going in and around the swing area um, just next door to the colonial guns as you enter the park. And I understand, obviously, with any upgrades to the toilet blocks, there's going to be disability access. And with the Alexandra Park toilet upgrade, I understand there's going to be adult change facilities too. Yeah, um, we're really excited to start putting those sort of facilities in in our parks, um, especially with the level of use not only Alexandra Park gets, um, but also the zoo gets from um, disability groups and, and service providers throughout the region. Now, the Botanic Gardens, we've got a lot happening at the moment, and that's going to be extending into next year. We're obviously opening up the park again so families can access the playground over the Christmas break and in January, and then next year we're doing a few more upgrades. Yeah, so the upgrades at Botanic Gardens, especially in the playground on the corner of Mount Perry Road and Young Street, will definitely improve the user safety um, for both parents and children in that area and also provide better access to the other facilities throughout the Botanic Gardens, including the Hinkle Hall Aviation. And on that aspect of safety, I know that you've got some plans that you're looking at for Lake Ellen. Yeah, we're also um, looking at undertaking some upgrades for user safety in Lake Ellen, improving the connectivity um, to and from the car park to the playground area and just making sure we can keep the, the community as safe as we possibly can in that space. And I also heard that you've got a completely new playground happening with the habitat. Yeah, so the habitat um, estates over in the rapidly growing suburb of Brennan, and we're excited to be able to deliver a, a completely new local local park for that area, um, which will service the the habitat habitat estate as well as the surrounding estates um, in that for that community. That's really exciting. Now, what's happening out at Childers? Yeah, so so Childers, we've just finalised um, the Apex Tramway Park. Um, which is on Crescent Street. So that's a, a, a park mainly for, for younger kids. And we've also got shade towels um, to be put up over the Childers Skate Bowl, um, hopefully early next year, um, which will really improve the usability of that space. And 
I heard that there's some also some upgrades happening out at Cordalba. Yeah, so we're we're um, putting a new playground in in Cordalba Park, um, which is the main central park um, in Cordalba on Queen Street, uh, where the Anzac Memorial is, and that that will be a, a nice little playground for the community to use out there. And of course, you're still working on upgrades to Boreham Park, which will kick off again next year, and also with Central Park. Yeah, so the, the two big projects we have for, for next year, for 2021, are, are the Boreham Park upgrade and Central Park, which will both look at kicking off um, after the Christmas school holidays, and we're yeah, looking forward to, the, to opening both of them the next year. Brett, thanks for talking with us. No worries. Thanks, Rowan. Thanks, Rowan, Brett. That's all for today. We hope you enjoyed the program. Join us next week for more news and stories from across the Bundaberg region. Bye for now.